Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today for November the 22nd on a Tuesday. Five living Toronto mayors write a letter to the current mayor of Toronto, John Tory, and they say, this is an abuse of power. This is undemocratic. It's pretty unprecedented stuff, so it deserves its time. Former Mayor David Miller joins us to talk about the genesis behind the letter and what he hopes gets accomplished by it with a message and a stern one at that to current Mayor John Tory. You'll hear it right here on Toronto Today. How did this letter uh, come about? What were the initial conversations um, that, that manifested out of this? Well, basically, out of the blue, uh, at the end of last week, um, uh, Mayor Tory, in answer to some questions at the media, indicated that he had asked the province for the ability to pass uh, new bylaws at city council with the support of only eight members of council, so a third of council, uh, and the province introduced Bill 39. And the other fellow former mayors and I were astonished by this. It goes against everything about majority rule and democracy that we all know and have been brought up with in Canada. And so I uh, got together and, and drafted a letter and got it off to, to John saying, this is wrong. Uh, it's wrong in itself, and it will also lead to really bad consequences. So please uh, back off. How did you take it? How did you perceive it when John Tory said, well, I don't want to use these powers very often, and you can trust me not to abuse them? Well, I mean, I, I put something out on Twitter, as you probably know, Greg, uh, <laughs> uh, saying, you know, to the effect of trust me when you know, you just ran an election, didn't tell anybody you were going to be asking for this minority rule and and now spring it on us by surprise. But I, I also think when John says, oh, don't worry, I won't use it much, he's actually being revealing because he's clearly acknowledging that it's wrong. You know, we believe in majority rule. Suppose, uh, you know, Doug Ford in Queen's Park, he's got a majority government. Suppose he proposed a law that said, you know, if I lose a couple of bylaws so I have a minority, I'll still be in government. I mean, it's it's outrageous, the idea. And I think when John says he won't use it, he's he's admitting that he knows it's absolutely wrong. Well, I'll go you one further. Let's take how toxic United States politics is. Let's say, and I won't just use Donald Trump as an example. Let's say George Bush had done it. Let's say... Barack Obama had done it. Hey, you just need me and one third of the U.S. Senate and anything that we decide to, to, you know, advocate for becomes law. I only need 33 senators plus my vote. People be demonstrating outside Capitol Hill every day if that was the case as an affront to democracy, whichever party did it. Well, of course they would. And I think that's why this has hit a nerve, because it goes against you know, fundamental things we believe in in Canadians, which is, you know, you have an election, whoever gets the most votes wins, and you elect, whether it's city council or the provincial parliament or the federal parliament, and you go by majority rule there. And sometimes there's a majority, like Queen's Park, sometimes there's a minority, like in Ottawa, and the Liberals made a deal with the NDP on certain issues like dental care. And at City Hall, it's vote by vote. You know, it's the mayor's job to represent the citywide issues, and it's the councillor's job to represent their local constituents. And what this really does is it cuts out a lot of local people of the decision-making over decisions that affect their neighbourhoods and their lives, and that's fundamentally wrong. 
Former mayor of Toronto, David Miller, our guest on Toronto Today. I never want to personalize politics, but do you find this is out of character for John Tory? Is this is this like, are, were you shocked when this transpired? You'd be like, no mayor would, would do this in Toronto, let alone him. Well, I was certainly shocked. I mean, I, it is, and I think you can tell by the tone of the letter that, you know, it's from David Crombie as a conservative and Barbara Hall and Art Eggleton as, as liberals and, and John Sewell and me. Um, you know, we're, we are astonished. And one mm-hmm. of the astonishing things is that John never lost a vote, any meaningful vote. He won at council. He's been there for eight years. So, you know, there's there's literally no need for this. I mean, I know John pretty well. I'm actually not that surprised he'd do something like this. But I, I, I was shocked that it actually happened because it is so wrong. And it's it's uh, it's not in tune with with how people feel. People value democracy. I mean, there's a whole war going on in Ukraine about, you know, ultimately about the Ukrainians right to a say over their own country. And it's just it's just like he's a bit out of touch. Has this reaction been quiet? And I'd ask for two reasons, because he says, well, we need to more move forward with more housing and quickly and expedite that. And there's not many people listening that would say, oh, I want to stand in the way of more building, depending on where it is. And when it came up in the summer, the idea of stronger mayor powers, I did look at it, David, and I said, well, there are elements of being a mayor of, of a major city like New York, Chicago or Los Angeles where council can't gridlock you. They can't you know, they can't tie you down with progress. I viewed it that way. Then the second I realized that that he didn't need the votes, that's too much. That's a bridge too far for many people. Yeah, it's, it's way too far. You just cannot have government by minority rule um, in in Canada or a democratic country. It's it's simply wrong. It's that simple. And you know, I don't happen to believe it's needed for housing. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, that's a thin veneer of an argument. You know what? The mayor of Toronto actually has a lot of power. They have the power to appoint deputy mayors, committee chairs. They have all sorts of ways to persuade councillors to come on board when there's an important citywide issue. And on housing, it's around the official plan and where we're going to allow the city to grow quickly and grow a bit more slowly. And there's tons of place for housing in the city. And the mayor has all of the heft and power uh, he needs to have an official plan that allows that to happen. And we've, you know, we've seen it before. When I was in office, um, we brought in the land transfer tax. And as you could imagine, Greg, bringing in an entire new tax was controversial. But I used the bully pulpit in my office to explain to the people of Toronto that it was necessary if we were going to fund the services they want uh, and managed to get, get it through council. It took two tries. But if you can get that through council, you can sure as heck get through housing that everybody wants. They, they want people to be able to afford to live in this city. How do you expect the mayor to respond to your letter? I'm hoping that he says, you know, I didn't see it the way the mayors have, um, and I've thought it through. I don't need this power. I'm going to call the premier and ask him not to table the legislation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry I even considered it. I, I think there's room for him to do that. And I know if he did, he'd have the voices of these mayors behind him when he does need some support on housing. Uh, and that's that's what I'm hoping, I, I think. That's what people would expect from John Tory to acknowledge, hey, 
this this seemed like a good idea, but it was wrong. I'm not going to do it. And, you know, I'm sorry for the problems. And the public tends to respect walkbacks from politicians in, in this day and age, and especially in the last two and a half years. We've all gotten things wrong. We've all not reacted quickly enough or reacted too quickly about things. Let me pivot this to Doug Ford. What's his win here? What's his motivation in allowing this for a mayor of a city, especially somebody that was quite a political rival for him? I, I actually don't understand it, to, to mm-hmm. be perfectly direct. I, I really don't know what they're trying to do. I understand what he's trying to do in the green belt. I disagree with it, and so do thousands of Ontarians, uh, particularly the carve-outs for, for you know, developers that seem to have donated to his party. I don't understand this at all. Um, you know, I know where it might have come from. Developers are always saying, oh, you can't get anything built. If people have a say in their neighborhoods, they'll stop everything. But it's manifestly not true. So I, I really don't know the motives behind this. I, I find it not very well thought through and so obviously wrong. Why would you propose it as a mayor and a premier? It's, it's you know, it's like mm-hmm. they were drinking the same, uh, the same bad medicine. Mm-hmm. David Miller, thanks so much for the time today. I always appreciate our conversations, uh, and let's stay in touch on on this issue. I'm hearing from Torontonians as you speak, uh, even at this early hour, who are uh, who are wanting to do more about it and trying to figure out what they can do about it. So, thanks for the time. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Keep up the great work. Thank you, David Miller, uh, former mayor of the city of Toronto.